Evening everybody, how are we doing? So glad to be with you. Welcome to another edition of Wednesday Night with Nige. Let's get the poll up and running. Let's hope I can do it properly this time. Uh, let's have a look here. Let's activate the poll. And hopefully that there will be up on your screen very, very shortly. Nice, easy one uh, with regards to the NRL Grand Final. Uh, we want to know, who do you think is going to win? I've given you three options. Eventually it'll get up here at some point. Uh, if you are listening via the um, podcast, it says it's going. says it's going. Let me know if you can see it. I can't see it. I know that I've given you three options anyway, and these are the following options. Oh, now I can see it on my particular screen. So these are the options with regards to the poll. Who wins the grand final? Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs, or don't care as long as there is no controversy. And I have to admit, that's a little bit the way I'm feeling with regards to this at the moment. It's a case of, I really don't have a hell of a lot of affinity to either team. Um, I used to have relatives who lived in Penrith. And so for a while there, I, you know, I kind of didn't mind the Penrith Panthers. Still a Parramatta uh, fan at heart. But yeah, look, just things have, have happened. I just, I'm... You know, there are certain things that are making me question some of the things being done at the Panthers. Um, South Sydney, just never been a team I've really sort of rooted for much. I would, if you sort of put a gun to my head a bit, um, I would definitely love to see Benji Marshall go out with a title. That would be very cool. Can't deny that there. But those are your three options, okay? Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Don't care as long as there is no controversy. And I have to admit, that's probably the way I'm leaning at the moment, is a little bit as long as there's no controversy. But I don't like to fence it, even though I've given you the option to. I'm going to go South Sydney for the Benji factor. Um, I would really like to see the uh, Benji Marshall finish uh, in that particular fashion. Um, also, as well, any opportunity for Wayne Bennett to stick it to a few people. That's always good fun. Um, right. Bucket loads of really great questions. And again, for, I, I do have to apologise for last week um, with regards to uh, not doing the show and then saying I was going to do a podcast and not doing it. As I said, when I put the initial post up here on the Facebook page, I just ran out of time. Didn't really plan it that well. My apologies for that there. Um, I had to sacrifice something. And uh, the podcast was uh, the thing that just simply I could not create the time to be able to do. So... Uh, look, this will be the last one before we have our school holidays. As you know, I'll have the school holidays off, so this will be the last one you'll get for a, a fortnight or so. Uh, so make sure you're flicking questions through on the um, uh, comment section of this live broadcast as well. And I'll do my best to answer the questions, as I say, as honestly as humanly possible. For those of you who may be listening or watching for the first time, it's, it's really simple. If I don't know an answer about something, I'm one of these people that will actually sit there and go, hey, I don't know about that. I'll go away, do a little bit of research, maybe come back with an opinion, but if I don't know enough about it, I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit here and try and BS you. Just not the kind of human being I am, not the kind of way that I was brought up. So if I don't know enough about it, I'm just going to say so. Great range of questions, really good range uh, of questions for the show tonight. So let me just get a bit of coffee down my neck here. Perfect. That's what we need. And let's get stuck into it. A great range of questions. Thank you, Daniel, DG, Kyron. Uh, Craig, Carlin, Matt, uh, and Jason as well for uh, for the questions that have sent through. And then, of course, I will answer any questions that you have got down in the uh, comments below. Also, too, 
I'll do yarn from the box and my three best things of the week, which have started to become stable features of the uh, of the Wednesday Night with Nigel broadcast. Right, let's get stuck into it. We start with Daniel. Do you feel some sports in New Zealand don't get the attention they deserve, like MMA and other sport, it seems, um, rugby, netball, cricket, get all of the attention? Uh, DG, with a follow-up to that, basically, should MMA get the same level of funding like um, other sports get, i.e. rugby or cricket? Now, I'll start with that one first. Damien, if you are referring to the likes of the core investments from high-performance sport in New Zealand, okay, Rugby Sevens gets $1.2 million. That's for, uh, that's for the women, by the way, 900000 for the men. Cricket get half a million, okay? It's all based around, basically, the Olympics. One that got the most money, rowing, $5.1 million. Cycling, 4.4. Don't like their chances of getting that again this time around. Only combat, combat, uh, combat sport athletes on that list David Nyika, uh, 30K, and Taylor Ford, who has originally got 10K. Okay, so this comes back to something that I've been pushing for a, a wee while, Damien, as you're aware of it, just a funding system that is not based around the Olympic Games because that is what high-performance sport is basically based on. It is all driven by winning medals at Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, World Championships, that sort of thing. But for some sports, the simple fact is, is you know, sports that aren't at the Olympics, you've got to give them a reasonable opportunity. We do have some talented athletes. The Mixed Martial Artists one is a fascinating one because it covers such a wide gambit in terms of the martial arts. Also as well, given the fact that UFC, um, Glory, all those sort of things, they're you know, professional. Um, so it's it's a hard one, but I guess what I really just want to push again is, do they deserve the attention? I actually think that Mixed Martial Arts, Israel Adesanya, um, Dan Hocker, Kaikata France, those sort of guys, Blood Diamond, I think is coming into the UFC very shortly. I think they are garnering the attention that they deserve. The other thing too is when you look at mixed martial arts podcasts that people do, they are very, very well uh, populated, uh, not populated, I say consumed by New Zealanders. So I think what you're finding is that there is still that core where if you talk about your 6 o'clock news, you're probably always going to go All Blacks, and cricket, and that sort of a thing. I guess because of who they are targeting. But the real hardcore athlete, they are hardcore supporter, they're actually not going to be watching the news, I don't think. I think they're actually going out and they're finding it. Because now we live in an age where you don't get all of your information in a seven or eight minute bulletin via the news. You are getting stuff all the way through the day. So I think... Yeah, they actually have got the attention from the people who really support them. Do they have the attention of the casual sports fan? I think that's growing as well because, again, you're seeing a lot of stories being published. My man Chris Reeve doing a great job for the NZ Herald in addition to his own website. Um, the likes of Brad Lewis does a great job over there at News Hub in terms of promoting the combat sports side of it as well. We've got a lot of really good people who enjoy that and, and their passion for it shows and is coming through onto, if you want to use that term, mainstream media. Um, but I think, you know, do they deserve the attention? Yeah, if they do what the likes of Israel Adesanya has done, they get the attention, and I think they have been getting the attention from um, those media organisations, But I th and I think it will grow, um, because there is clearly the interest there. From Kyron, Heartland Championship has been phenomenal the first two rounds. Preach, brother, with you there. Loving being able to watch most of those games on Facebook. Can you give us a breakdown of what you've seen so far? Kyron, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen as much as I would like to. Um, I would like to see more. 
but in terms of what I've been doing in terms of uh, my rugby broadcasting, actually very the competition I've concentrated or seen the most of has actually been the Farah Palmer Cup because that's the one I've been working the majority on. A little bit of MPC, and I've got to see some Heartland Championship. Obviously, I've watched Wanganui, my boys. Lost to the better side. Well played, MC Hammers. Bravo to you. Um, they are looking very good mid-Canterbury as well. Swampy's not looking too bad. Horofino Wakapiti, also another one that I think's rolling along quite nicely too. Um, so that, uh, what I've seen, I've liked it. I mean, it is a little bit of a challenge for them because we haven't seen them really in a campaign situation. Yes, there were some sort of programs, but I think in terms of actually trying to target and build to win certain trophies, that sort of thing, um, I think that's quite significant uh, for mine. Uh, so I think it's a little bit of a different look. Um, but yeah, those teams I've mentioned looking pretty sharp at the moment. Uh, do the Hati Nati, okay, East Coast Nati Paro, have Buller circled for round five? No, Kyron, they don't. East Coast Nati Paro have got Horofenua Kapiti circled this weekend. Then they have got South Canterbury circled the weekend after. Then they will look at Buller. What I liked, and I did see a little bit of their game against North Otago week one, where the final score was 39, 39-31, 39-32, something like that. East Coast Nati Paro looked really, really good. I love the way they played the game. So no, I don't think they're sitting there going, oh look, we'll get our long overdue win in round number five. Now they're sitting there right now going, we're going to go down, we're going to actually stick it to Horofino or Carpet. Let's see if we can go down and upset the apple cart. And then we're going to scare the living daylights out of South Canterbury when they come up uh, to, to Ruatoria. So no, I don't think they've circled round number five. I think this is a team that showed me that they are going to be competitive. They are going to be tough. It is going to be really hard to break down that East Coast Nati Paro side over the course of 80 minutes. You're going to have to be there from first whistle to last based on that very small sample size that I have seen. Uh, also as well, uh, Kyron adds in there. The mighty Cowdy tree, Pedro Cameron, officially announced as new Tall Blacks coach. Where does he rank on your list of ex-players of national teams that have gone on to coach them? Well, Piero's got to be up there. I mean, we're talking about he's one of the only guys to be in a World Championship men's tournament team. Um, so he's got to be up. He's at the top of, like, a, if you're doing just like a sole Tall Blacks list. If you're doing overall, I mean, my initial thought was Dame Lois Muir has got to be at the top. And I would have to throw into the conversation as well Fred Allen. Uh, was it six six tests between 46 and 49 and then went on to be arguably one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, so I think those two immediately sprung to mind when I thought about ex-players who went on to coach sides. Those are the ones that really sort of stood out for me. Uh, David Kidwell doesn't feature. Um, but yeah, in terms of, yeah, and Perry's got to be in the mix too. You know, as I say, to achieve what he did. Um, as part of that um, that amazing run in Indianapolis, too right, um, he would he would be in the mix there. But I've got to go Dame Lois at the top if we're trying to break it down. Any suggestions? Chuck them in there as well uh, in the comment section. We'll see if you guys have got some better uh, options or better thoughts. I'm sure there'll be some Olympic athletes that then transition into coaching and have success as well. So um, let us know that there. Got to be at Nash at New Zealand level, international New Zealand level. It's got to be at that level, okay? Uh, from Craig. He's going to go with last week's question again, which I did not answer, and again, I apologise for that there. Aussie, Russia, USA are bidding to host Rugby World Cup 2027. England, USA are bidding, bidding to host 2031. Who do you think should be the host? 
Should the World Cup go somewhere else that hasn't been before, going to places, or uh, sorry, should the World Cup go somewhere it hasn't been before going to places it has been? Okay, so look, 2027, I think it's got to come down to Australia. Um, I like the idea of it going, bump, 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 bouncing around a little bit. I'd like to see it come back to Australia. It would have been 24 years since it was last there. So I'd be kind of keen to see it come back to Australia. After that, I would like to see it go to the United States of America. And um, because by that stage, we're talking 2031, they seem to have the MLR set up a lot better at the moment. And they're very much starting out with regards to what they're trying to achieve with Major League Rugby. But I think, okay, if you get that rolling, we're in 2021 now, that's 10 years if they can try and get going. Again, make it a nice 10-year plan. So, you know, if they're making an announcement soonish with regards to that, I mean, I'd be keen for them to go, right, yep, uh, this here, and then we're going to the USA in 2031 because that gives the United States an opportunity to really build, promote, try and get into the minds of what can be a very, you know, it's a very hard psyche to break, but what you've got to do is you've just got to get that small part of Americans who actually genuinely enjoy sport, love sport, will go along for the occasion, that sort of thing, and drag them in as they did when they took the Football World Cup to the United States of America as well. So I would be very keen to see Aussie, then the USA, and then, yeah, by all means, maybe bounce it back to England or, or somewhere more traditional, whatever, but I really think that's that's the way to go. I even bring it back to South Africa, but I think you just can't keep going to the same places solely as a money grab. I don't want to see that. Um, I suspect that's what's going to happen because World Rugby is slowly morphing into FIFA and we know how FIFA love a money grab, uh, but I genuinely think that that is the way I would like to see it as someone um, who loves rugby. Righty-ho. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it should go to somewhere new at some point. You've got to try it. You've got to just bite that particular bullet. From Carlin, who has impressed you so far in the NPC? Louis, Liam Coombs fabling looks like an exciting prospect. Yeah, he's um, he's a great story, Liam. Um, had a really bad injury. He was part of the Waikato Sevens team. Then had a really, really nasty knee injury. And, you know, always the concern coming back. You know, is he still going to have that top-end speed, that elusiveness? He's got it. Gutsy wee critter as well out of the Fraser Tech Club in uh, Hamilton. I've been very impressed with, with him. Don't mind the look of this young kid, Delaney. It's Caleb Delaney out of Wellington. The other guy really to watch out for, and I know, notice he's been coming off the bench, and we saw him at uh, the under-21s, or the under-20s, Super Rugby under-20s in Topo. Guy, kid called Corey Callow, open side flanker out of the uh, Canterbury system, part of the Crusaders under-20s. Um, my good mate Mark Watson flicked me a text when I was uh, commentating, pointing out that he's the, he's the nephew of Cameron Brown, our great Ironman, which explains the reason why Corey's got an absolute motor on him. He's just... Something about him in terms of his endurance, his relentlessness. I can see him being part of that Crusaders setup, and not long after being in the Crusaders setup, really pressing for that starting number seven spot. He's he's got amazing potential, Corey Callow. Doesn't mind sticking his head into the old places that most normal human beings wouldn't want to put their hands. So I, I think he could be a really exciting one too to keep an eye out for. I've I've actually seen probably more Farah Palmer Cup than the NPC. So a couple of names out of the FPC. There's a young tight-head prop out of Bay of Plenty by the name of Santo Tomata, 18 years of age. Keep an eye out for her. She's going to be sensational. I suspect Georgia Miller is probably going to end up really going to that Sevens program. 
but she's going to be able to transition across because she's been playing amazing rugby at open side flanker as well. So um, those are a couple to, to keep your eye out. Also, the, the midfield combination for Auckland as well, um, Meliapol and Brunt. Uh, Patricia's already been p- chosen for the Silver Ferns. I actually thought they might have taken Sylvia Brunt uh, as part of that touring party ahead of a Carla Hohepa, but they've gone with Carla again. Sylvia's going to... Sylvia's going to go into that uh, team for a very, very long time when she she finally gets her break. So there's a few other names as well from the FPC uh, to keep a little bit of an eye out for as well. DG, I've answered a few of your questions there too as well there, brother. Another question out of Damien. Um, who will be your division winners for the NBA, which starts very shortly? Okay, Atlantic Division, Nets, uh, Pacific Warriors. I think that's going to be a fun, fun when you think you've got... Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, and Suns. That's going to be absolute fun. I'm, I'm going to go the Warriors. I'm going to get Clay back. Wiseman continues to develop. Steph's just be Steph all the time. Draymond, get my man Draymond gets going. I, I'm going to go the Warriors, though I still think the Lakers are probably favourite to win it all. But I'm going to throw the Warriors into the mix there. Central Bucks, Southeast Heat. Don't mind the way that looks with Kyle Lowry um, on that particular squad. Um, but that's going to be another fun division when you throw the Hawks into that mix. Northwest, Utah. Who else am I going to back? Uh, Midwest, can't decide. Grizzlies or Mavs, Mavs or Grizzlies. Um, the Morant factor, I think, is going to be massive there. Uh, great to see Stephen Adam just charming folks as he does at uh, Grizz Media Day. That could be a whole bucket. That, that's just going to be fun. Um, I really can't wait to see John Morant back and what he's going to be able to do. Uh, and DG asks, how will my pride go against Waikato in the White in the Farah Palmer Cup semi-final? Look, here's the interesting thing for me, DG, because I'm not sure how many of the silver, uh, the Blackburns are going to be available. Because I'm hearing some might be, some not. Uh, a few of them are only allowed to play 60 minutes last week. Um, they're ramping down, may not even be available for the final, which would be ridiculous if, if what I'm hearing is accurate. If both teams are at full strength, I go with Waikato because I think they are just a slightly better team. Wellington, though, have an out-and-out match winner in Aisha Letiainga on the left wing. Um, she is the most exciting winger in New Zealand across all three competitions, Heartland, Farah Palmer Cup, um, Bunnings NPC. She is just, when she gets the ball, she's a bum shifter, okay? When Aisha gets the ball, you shift your bum forward in your seat. That's what she does. She's got that Cullen-esque quality. Remember every time Christian got the ball, you sort of shuffled and leaned, like, what's 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 he going to do? Aisha's got that same thing. In the same way we used to see it whenever the ball got out to Jonah, it was like you were always expecting something. When Aisha let the gets the ball in her hand, you expect something special to happen, and it often does. So they'll have the best match winner, um, Faleofanga, Dice Faleofanga is going to be a massive one as well. I just think Waikato better drilled. I watched the Wellington pack, which is generally much bigger than their opposition, but they got shunted round by a, a very efficient and well-coached Bay of Plenty side. Um, that Bay of Plenty Volcanics scrum coached by Ross Heldenhase. And I think Waikato will be very similar in terms of they'll be able to dominate that there. As soon as Wellington are able to match their technical ability with their size, they're just going to shove people all over the park massively. But there's great talent on both teams. Last time they played, remember, almost saw a draw, ended up that Wellington just switched off off a restart. Why can't they just waltzed and scored a try they should never have scored? Wellington, I think, really had checked out and that was very disappointing. I think it should be a cracking game. 12.05, Sky's got that one um, from FMG Stadium, Waikato as well. That's going to be a, a good, old, good old fun game 
I'll back Waikato to get through. But yeah, really, I mean, I, I want to see the two teams because if Blackburns aren't available, A, disappointing as all hell, uh, B, it will be a massive leveller across those two teams. Uh, OBC, Matt, out of uh, Oregon Bureau Chief. Can we expect Richie to be in the number 10 jersey this week? Well, look, they stuck him in, managed, well, in quarantine for like a fortnight and then popped him out and hit him straight to the training field. If he doesn't play, why the heck did you make him sit around in a hotel for two weeks? So, yeah, you've got to play him. So I would be starting Moanga, Bowden back to the bench. Aside from that, I wouldn't want to change a whole lot. I really wouldn't want to change too much. Maybe bring off a Tornafasi in to start, finish the game with Nipple. Uh, although Nipple has been going really, really well, and I wouldn't mind seeing him have a crack at Oxenchiri's um, coming to the starting front row to, for the Springboks. I wouldn't change a whole lot. I really wouldn't tweak too much. Maybe bring Richie in. I'd be also very tempted to start Brad Weber. No disrespect to TJ Perinata. I'd just like to see maybe just that little bit of extra quickness and pace in terms of delivery that Brad offers compared to TJ. So maybe that's something else I'd like to see too. Uh, who wins the NRL? Poll question sitting right there, folks. Uh, who wins the grand final? That is your question. Uh, as I said, I have gone with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, as I say, I put the option, don't care as long as there's no controversy, because that's really the way I'm feeling about it. But I'm going South Sydney. I would love to see Benji finish the right way. And I'm, I'm actually a bit of a Wayne Bennett fan. Read his book, had the opportunity to listen to an interview once that, that he did. Um, really enjoyed some of the stuff that he has done in terms of um, helping with regards to Special Olympics. Um, yeah, a couple of things that I'm, maybe I'm not so impressed with. But, you know, I think overall, um, I, there's just something about him that, I, I he kind of I warm to even though he's not the most you know, outwardly loquacious person when it comes to the media. Um, so I'm going to go uh, South Sydney. Can the Jets win a game? I'm repping. I'm repping. I got my Bart Scott shirt on. Can't wait. Uh, but I suspect I'm going to have to wait for a win. So I've had a look at the schedule. Okay, one. Let's have a look. Three games. Points allowed increasing. Points scored decreasing. The good thing is, is next week, at least we can't score any less points than what we did last week. Bagel, donut, call it what you will. Um, Falcons week five, maybe. And then I look, go through, and then second to last week, Jags. Jags come to Gotham, possibly. We we could have another top pick. We really could have another top pick. Um, it just, I keep rolling it through. I keep rolling it back through in my mind, particularly, obviously, as we watch Sam Darnold. Starting for the Panthers, 3-0, and looking really good. Um, Pinay Sewell, also part of that Panthers outfit, if memory serves, as well. What could have been? And I actually worked it through, and I went back, and I said, okay, let's just have a look at this and think about it. What they could have done, A, keep Darnold. B, take Kyle Pitts at two. And then that sort of throws a bit of a cat amongst the pigeon because Wilson had gone so far up everybody's draft board. All of a sudden, then you've got the likes of San Francisco and Atlanta. See, Atlanta, because Atlanta took Pitts. You take Pitts at two, you get arguably the best offensive player in the draft because Pitts is going to end up being better than Trevor Lawrence in terms of 
I suspect in long, longevity when you look at you know the people who know about these things are saying about Kyle Pitts. Take Pitts at two, then there's that different scramble. Probably the maybe the 49ers might not have taken, but might have taken Lance. Then what does do do the Hawks look at a QB? Or do they go a wide receiver? And things coming down, and you've still got the movements. Because it also then throws Carolina into the need for uh, a quarterback. So they might have taken a gamble, not taken... So- and then you could have tried to trade up. And so you could have ended up with Sam Darnold, Kyle Pitts, and got Penesil, who I still think the the Jets should have taken. You know, keep Sam Darnold, protect, protect Sam. <sighs> And then you could have had all three of those guys, guys going, and I just think it's a different look. Feel, feel for Coach Salah, um, watching a few of the vids. I, I think he seems like a good man. I think he's got a real clear direction of what he's trying to achieve. It's going to be tough because he just doesn't have the talent. And I really don't think Zach Wilson is what everyone thought he was going to be. He had a really soft schedule at BYU and rocketed up. And already I think he's been found wanting. I think they got it desperately wrong. Desperately wrong. Time will tell. Um, so there you go. Yeah, maybe we might get two. Lucky, I, I suspect. Based on the first three weeks, I'll have another look like next week as well. I suspect we're not going to win that. I think we're going to be 0-4. I, I think we, we're going to be picking in the top three again. Hey, maybe we could trade that pick and get Sam Darnold back. Who knows? Right here, final question from Matt and also Jason as well. Thoughts on the Warriors putting Walsh in front of the media? Uh, Jason asks, your thoughts on the Warriors wheeling Walsh 12 hours after his incident at 19 years of age into the spotlight. That would be tough for a young man. He did wrong, but they could have done it better. Now, my view on this is a bit of an old man's view. So he had the incident where he was asked to move on, and he didn't. That's it straight there. If you're walking around with cocaine in your pocket, not that I've ever done that, or any kind of illicit item on me. But if the police are coming towards me, and they say, hey, mate, you need to move, move along, and I've got some Colombian marching powder in my pocket, or even a small bag of weed, I'm like, cool, okay, officer, you have a good night. My ass is a blur. Um, but obviously, you know, he comes back, gets arrested, gets done, and then he gets done for possession. So he's now been charged so as far as I am concerned, he should not have been rolled out because that is now pending pending action in, in a court. Now, maybe this is me being old-fashioned, but I, I do have a degree for the vast majority of the law. There are some real dumb ones out there. But the simple fact is, is in my opinion, if you are going to appear in front of a judge, if you are going to court then no, you do not have the right to wheel that guy out and have him apologise and do all of this stuff. By all means, release a statement or something like that. But no, I don't think you wheel him out um, and, and do and do that. I, I, just, I just think you wait until he has his day in court because everyone is entitled to his day in court, even though um, he has acknowledged it. Fine, by all means. I, I did not like that. I did not like that, and everyone was saying, oh, good that they fronted, great for the club and all that. Yeah, I, I still just have, you know, respect for the law, and so for me it would have been, okay, fine, deal with it as he comes out of the courthouse, because um, he's going to go in there, say, guilty, your honour, take what he gets. Um, 
but that's that's just my opinion. Little sidebar though, uh, NRL just stop wasting your money on drug and alcohol education. Just pay the ladies for the NRL women's competition. That's a better investment for your money, because clearly your blokes aren't listening when it comes to that sort of stuff. You know how many incidents have we got involving drugs and alcohol? Um, you know, still incidents as well with regards to domestic violence. You know, come on. It's just, it's it's a joke. It is just a joke. You know, we've got these things. Are, are you genuine about it? You know, I saw someone, I saw a really interesting post on, on social media. A, a young lady put up and said, hey, you know, uh, well, I don't know if she was a young lady, but she was like, okay, look, back in my day, so maybe she was slightly older. But, you know, I mean, how available, really available is cocaine? And I read through this, thread and it was very interesting saying look you know bar staff know where to get it um, very common with regards to, to its use in around certain nightclub areas in Australia and then the one that really stood out he goes look it's great because it's out of your system With the person said it's great if you're an athlete because it's out of your system inside of 24 48 hours so it's easy to be able to evade the drugs the drug testing I was like oh okay there's really interesting insight in there which is something you don't always get on uh, social media but I was fascinated. I was fascinated by that. But yeah, look, it, it is a, yeah. everyone's giving them credit for the Warriors. Yeah, front-footed it. Res- respect the law. He's, he's going to have to go and have a stay in court. And and I don't think they, I, I don't think any sport has got the right to be judge, jury, and judge and jury. I should say. But that's exactly what it is. Now, okay, fine. If he's going to walk into court and admit it. That's cool. But the first person who should hear that is the person who is the law of the land or the representative of the law of the land. Old man. That's the reason why, okay, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it's going to have a huge effect on him in terms of is he going to be mentally scarred by it? Is he going to be bitten? Yep, of course he is. But, but as, as I say, if if he had actually just cleared out, we don't know about the cocaine. It was the fact that he came back, and that was done, okay? Um, and you can't, can't fault that. You, you, sorry, you can't, you, you can't argue that. Um, but yeah, it was a very long answer to to yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't have put him up, but I have a different view on these things. It's a very old-fashioned view, uh, and one that probably isn't widely shared. And I'm cool with that. That doesn't worry me one little bit. Uh, thank you very much to Daniel, DG, Kyron, Craig, Carlin, uh, Matt, and Jason for your questions. Greatly uh, appreciate it. Keep going with regards to. Uh, the old poll. I wonder if I've got some results rolling up here. Have I got some uh, results? Can I see some results? I'm not too sure. It's active. There, it's active. How do I find out what the can I find out what the results are? I had this issue last week. I was very stoked when I actually found out what the results were. Um, but we'll get there. It says feature checklist. I'm doing fine. The poll is active. I hope everyone's able to vote. Anyway, keep going. It's popped up on my screen. Hopefully it's popped up on your screen as well. Please keep um, voting there. Who wins the uh, the grand final? Is it Penrith? Is it South Sydney? Or don't care as long as there's no controversy. Those are your three options. So, yarns from the box. I was going to do yarns from the box, the South African edition last week. Because uh, I've, I've actually, during my time touring the Republic, you know, it's, it's a fascinating place. Um, in terms of, you know, the contrast between the haves and the have-nots, and you know, it's by far, it's it's not a 
perfect place in the world by any stretch of the imagination. But but I have really enjoyed going there. Um, the people, incredibly hospitable. Um, really enjoy certain things like there's a uh, there's a coffee shop and it's one of those um, chain coffee shops. But you go and you place your order and they they put the order in, they call it out, and everyone in the back so whee up and boop. It, it's kind of cool and groovy that sort of thing. Love Cinnabon. Food is absolutely amazing. Um, you meet some just some really nice, genuinely good human beings. I mean Matt Pierce, the commentator, he is just such a lovely guy, um, can destroy mince pie, loves a mince pie, does man. This is more a story about him. Drove from Auckland to Taupo on a day off to go to the bakery that had won the Pie of the Year competition uh, during the 20, I think it was 20, no, one of the tours he's just been on recently. Drove, drove Auckland, Taupo back just to have a mince pie. That and peanut slabs. Made a comment on a show once about peanut slabs someone texted in hey where are you staying they found out where matt was staying the next day he had like three boxes of peanut slabs arrive in his room so he thought that was marvelous um didn't share them though sod um but matt pierce is is just an awesome awesome person uh caller who's another presenter for sky sport really nice and they, they're just they're just they they love their rugby, they and, and they are actually. Whilst you, at times you're there, you're thinking, man, this is this is hostile, this is brutal. Because I got told by by Jim Kays when we were walking through. Sorry to drop you on this, Jimmy. But one of my first ones, he said, right, we're going to be walking through. Just head down, walk quickly, okay? Don't let them recognise that that you're in New Zealand. There could be some, you know issues that sort of thing after the game. I'm like, oh, geez, okay, righty ho. Don't know what to expect here. Um, but it's always been fascinating because the last commentary we did, so the example I used, last commentary we did, so that was the last commentary I did in South Africa, that was uh, Pretoria 2018. And I had Te Tauroa Tahurirangi as my co-commentator. And Triple T was awesome. Great, you know, uh, really enthusiastic, nice little insight, you know, Knew to have a bit of a chin wag at certain points. I could have a swig of water. Yeah, really good, really good. And obviously, you know, things weren't going great. Um, and the All Blacks found themselves down by 12 points. It was 30 to 18. Um, and the crowd's absolutely hissing. They're thinking, yep, they're going to see it again because there have been these amazing, amazing battles. And then New Zealand scores a try. And um, De Toro is beside me. He's like, let's go, let's go. He was getting pumped up as I'm trying to do my commentary. It was, and it was... I would have thought it would have sounded brilliant. Crowd sort of mumbling away in the background. And then obviously they come back down. There's that wonky kick by Moanga and it bounces out. Um, and then the All Blacks go, attack, score. Moanga with a chance to kick it. Bang, knocks it over. Trips beside me. He's just going absolutely nuts. Giving it the let's go again. Just absolutely fizzing. I'm into my spiel. You know, All Blacks win it at the death and that sort of thing. We're just chatting, up to blah, 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 that sort of thing. And then I get this tap on my shoulder. And it's this gentleman who'd been barracking really passionately all the way through. And I'm still sort of talking. He turns around and he just thrust his hand into mine. And he goes, well played. And I'm kind of, <laughs> he's shaking my hand and he reaches across and he shakes Tatoro's hand. And then I let Tatoro go, 
to go back down and, and be with the, the, the team, sort of release them as quick as humanly possible. He made some nice comments and then, look, go down, enjoy it with your team. So he shot off down nice and quickly as the security guard came up to take him down, that sort of thing. But this guy reached out, shook my hand and did my wrap through, got off air, took my headphones off, looked at me, shook my hands again. And he said it again, he goes, well played. I said, dude, I was just sitting here yelling. I didn't do jack. No, 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 no. You got you respect rugby. You play it the way rugby should be played. And 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 he was just so so genuinely nice about it. Barrett yelled, screamed all of that time. And and then yeah, just turned around, shook your hand, well done. Reminded me of okay, a non South African story. Um, you'll remember when uh, the All Blacks played Leinster two thousand and eight. Um, anniversary, it was one of those games that was organised, Adidas sponsored both of them, so they got it done. And it was really cool, and everyone was really fizzing about it. It was when the four Kiwi boys uh, stepped forward, did the haka, um, led by Rua Tapoki. And um, all the way through it, we had this guy behind us, and he was there, and he was with his son, two sons. And he was just, like, they're, they're a passionate crowd, Okay, at Munster, let me tell you that. And this guy, all the all the way through it, all we're hearing, get them, fucking get them, get them, smash them, and language, colourful as. Absolutely. We're sitting there like, the kids look like they're about maybe eight or nine, um, one eight or nine, one maybe ten, eleven, that sort of thing. And this guy's just, yeah, half time. Boom, straight next. What do you think, boys? Are you enjoying the game? They're doing this, 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 and this, and are you enjoying it? And the kids are like, yeah, yeah, great, dad. Da, da, da. And we're just like, oh wow, okay, this is going. I'm doing the call with Conrad Smith, and um, Conrad was awesome, by the way. Jeez, he was good. He was so good. Um, anyway, back to it. Second half starts. He's backing up. Okay, get them. Okay, get them. Come on, come on, monster. Okay, get them. It was the one where there was because they had the big silence as well too. It was, <laughs> and it's all self-policed, and so there was one very stupid All Black fan. Stephen Donald's about to kick. It goes dead silent. And this one guy goes, Come on, Stephen! All you hear from him is, Shut the f*** up! Um, I remember... <laughs> Stephen Donald asked. <laughs> just, I didn't know what to do. No one was doing anything. Um, anyway, game comes to an end. There's that late try. I think Rocket Thocker it was. Dave scored, bounces over. This guy, oh! Same thing happened as, as it was with that South African guy. Game finishes... Conrad and I do our rap. We take off our headphone. There's this tap on the shoulder. And this guy who had just been spitting obscenities and abuse. Well played. By golly, you guys are very good. You're never out of the game, are you? Shake, shake, shake. Handshakes all around. Off they go. Um, it's similar in South Africa. They will sit there and they'll just, oh, look, you play too well. As you're walking out, because um, at the time I had a, uh, I was wearing a, a, a top, which was an, it was, an Adidas brand, a top we got when we went to the Olympic Games in 2011, uh, 28, 2008, 2008, 2008, that one as well, the one in Beijing, and um, so it was black with the three stripes, <laughs> no way you're going to hide there, he's clearly from New Zealand, the amount of it, well played, well played, you guys are too good, well played, and I, I mean I just kept saying, um, yeah, cheers, I didn't actually do anything, I just sat there and talked into a microphone. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure you probably did that well. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, so um, it's, it's, a, it's a good, fun place. They, they love their rugby. Yes, there are other things, obviously, uh, that still need work. And I think that's the interesting thing from that game last week. And I said so as well. It wasn't a game that was befitting of the 100th test between those two nations, yet it actually encapsulated 
the rivalry in a, in a I think quite a quite an appropriate fashion. It was tight, it was hard fought, it was passionate, and at times it was ugly. And, and those are all the things that the relationship have been on and at times off the field as well. Um, so you know, let's remember, New Zealand caused a you know, boycott at Olympic Games by going and playing rugby in South Africa as well. So, you know, it's it, it hasn't always been all beer and skittles. They're getting there. They're working their way towards it. I think the thing is is that you go over and meet the people. The, the people are pretty cool. They absolutely love their rugby um, you know, when you get into the grounds. So it's, it's always a fascinating place to go and watch a game of rugby or, work, in my instance, work a game of rugby. Uh, righty-ho, let's go down and let's roll through some questions, see if we have any questions this fine evening. Evening, DG. Jason, greetings. Craig, likewise. Hope the answers to your questions were sufficient. Um, hope I got the comment in time. Oh, Zippy. Yeah, of course, always time, mate. All time. Let's see what you got here. Bit of F1. If not, so good about Lando missing out on an F1 win, only just my reaction was the sheer horror and elation because Lewis won his 100th. McLaren seemed to be on a bit of a roll since the summer break. And I do hope we see them back on the podium. Not bad for a for a Kiwi team. You yeah, look, um, I can name drop here, Zippy. I was lucky enough to speak to Lando Norris when he came out to New Zealand for the Toyota Racing Series. And what you are seeing in terms of him uh, in Formula One, no different to the interactions that I was lucky enough to have with him. He just seems like a genuinely nice young man. Loves his racing. Him and Ricardo, I think, are two great teammates. They're absolutely hilarious together. Um, so uh, I, I want to see McLaren doing well. I think Formula 1 is better with McLaren doing well. And, yeah, obviously because it bears the name of a, a great New Zealander as well. Um, but he's... I think if they can continue to work and develop, they are getting to the car to a point where come next year, they're going to be in that title fight, legitimately in that title fight, alongside... The big guns. So I, I'm keen to see that. Uh, will we see the same game plan from the Springboks this weekend? Yep. Yeah, you, you, if they are going to try and go, right, well, let's change the whole damn thing. We're going to do this, 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 and this this week. It's it's fraught with danger for my mind. Um, so I I think it would be very, very foolish of them if they were to decide, right, we're going to go out and we're going to try and run and gun, because I think they tried it to a little degree against South Africa and that just didn't work. They've cut their cloth, they're going to have to do it, they're going to have to go back and maybe look at redeveloping post the rugby championship or on, on the interview tours that they're, they're going to go on, but they've got to find something, because they've got such amazingly talented backs. Use them. Find a way to use them more. Yeah, I, the, the, the game plan is no different to what they used to beat the All Blacks 2000 and was it 210? 2009 when they did the whitewash. Only difference is, is it, it's uh, Fab de Klerk doing the box kicks as opposed to Fordy de Pereira. You know, and there were some amazing players in that back line for South Africa at the time too. So that's the thing for me is when you look at a 10-year difference and trying to use that same game plan to beat the All Blacks 10 years later. You always heard Hanson, Foster, All Black coach, they were always talking about it, trying to advance the game. It doesn't look like to me as though South Africa are trying to advance their game in any way, shape or form. So I think they'll just go with the same, Andrew. I really do. Um, Zippy, also a great weekend up in Townsville uh, for the All Blacks box games. Or nice. Surprised just how noisy the Kiwis were in the crowd. It was like being at Eden Park. All the locals who showed up, irrespective... Jeez, uh, I don't know what I'm doing here with this mouse. 
uh, irrespective of who they're barracking for, super friendly. Hope they bring it back to Townsville because uh, the regional centres deserve a game or two as well. Nice. Glad that you enjoyed that particular experience. Sylvia Brunt is a talent, says Carlin. Prefect at the school I work at. Great student as well as rugby player. Probably didn't go on the All Blacks tour as she would be finishing NCEA this year. I suspect they would have found a way to do that. Um, and yep, fair enough. But gee, I tell you what, I, I I don't think the Black Ferns got their midfield selections right. I can't believe that there is no Glissatina uh, Moatane. I would have had her in there. Stunned that they didn't take Brunt, but maybe that's a fair explanation, Carlin, but I still would have taken her um, because I think she's got such great talent and I think she's ready uh, to play at that level. So, and she wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been alone, as I said, Patricia Maliapoi there as, as well. So, you know, got that youth element to it. Um, but, yeah, interesting, that one there. Thank you, though, for Carlin. Good to know that she's a, a good student as well. Uh, Penrith have now played three big playoff games. This is from Craig. Penrith have now played three big playoff games in a row on top of not resting players in the last week of round robin. Will the Panthers be able to physically and mentally reach the level they need needed to to beat the Eels? Well, didn't really beat the Eels, mate. I don't, I don't see that one as a loss myself. Uh, and the Storm in a grand final. Will it be one game too many for them? Could be right. Ivan Cleary's very smart. This is a grand final, so people always find that little bit extra for these big events. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I've just gone South Sydney. It's just yeah, I've just I just really haven't been impressed with some of the stuff that's been happening. I mean, um, you know, the the thing against the Eels just to me is very strange. And, oh wow, so oh you find you find the trainer, and he's not allowed to be involved. Whoop de doo! What impact does that have? None. Absolutely none, you know. Tool scores that try, and Ivan Cle- and um, um, Nathan Cleary takes the kick. Bloody, you know, the extra ten meters in. I mean, I know. Yep, okay, that's the referee. But geez, come on. I mean, he's being cheeky, and then there's just blatant, you know, trying to sneak a meter or two. <laughs> not not sneak, sneaking five to six. That's laughable. Anyway, so I don't, I don't know. They're just, you know. I think they're really embracing being the bad guys, to be quite honest. I think they're really enjoying it. So I think it'll be interesting, though. My preference would be to see South Sydney win it, though, now. For Benji. For Benji. Uh, Hey, Nigel, what's your take on World Rugby's suggestion of 15 minutes full contract training a week? Carlin, it's going to be another step closer to what I think is ultimately going to happen to get rugby back to the way that people want to watch it play. And I think even the way some players want to play it. Players are going to have to fi- sign waiver forms. They're going to have to sign things that basically waiver away or, or indemnity forms. I'm not sure what the correct legal term is, but basically saying, yeah, look, I'm going to play rugby. I take responsibility for the injuries and stuff that I can suffer and I do not put any responsibility onto the governing body. Because as I've said a million times, World Rugby are just trying to protect themselves from litigation. Okay, I think we saw Steve Thompson is going to leave his brain to um, uh, to study, put it as part of the, a brain bank over in England, similar to, to what we see Chris Nowitzki, the, the former wrestler, former American football player, now um, um, CTE uh, advocate, You know what he started with Boston University. So from my 
point of view, I think that's really what it just comes down to, is that World Rugby now is just protecting themselves from any litigation. I'll say it to the cows come home, that's what it all comes back to. So that's what, you know, it's going to come down to eventually if rugby to get back to the way we people want to see it played, players are going to have to go, okay, you know what, I'll, I'll just sign the indemnity clause. Okay, I'll take responsibility for my own injuries. Won't sue World Rugby if I end up with, you know, CTE or any of those other brain-related sort of injuries, you know, you know, symptom, um, uh, effects of uh, repeated concussions or head knocks or those sort of things. That's what they're going to say. That, that's, what, that's what it's going to take, I think, to get rugby back to what people want to see. That's what it's going to take. Basically just getting World Rugby off the hook. That's what they want. They're trying to make sure that they have absolutely no recourse if someone decides to go down the legal route. Uh, let's see, any more questions rolling through there? Not too many. Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, your questions. Let's see if I can find what the answer was. So we've got the active poll. So that's it there. How do I find results? Have I got a result? I may not have a result for you. I think this is similar to what happened last week. Um, so just keep your eye out. In around 10 minutes' time, I'll guarantee I will find it. If you have been voting, thank you very much to uh, everyone who's taken the time uh, to tune in, To even if it's just popping in for a few seconds or so, or you're watching it back maybe on the website, uh, on the Facebook page, or if you are listening to uh, the podcast, uh, thank you very much for your company. I'm taking a two-week break, school holidays here in New Zealand, so I will be back, what are we, the 29th of September. Reaches over, finds his phone, gives you a date for when I will be back. The next edition, so let's see, that's school holiday, that's school holiday. I'm looking at the 20th of October. 20th of October is when I will be back for another edition of Wednesday Night with Night. Keep the questions throwing, flowing through, pop them up on the, on the post, um, send me DMs, whatever, that sort of thing. I'll be checking every once in a while. I just won't be doing a show. Um, so just, uh, again, greatly appreciate it. Hope you're having a, uh, a good time at the moment. Reminder to, it is Mental Health uh, Awareness Week. Make sure you take time to check in, not only on people who you may have concern with, make sure you take time to check yourself out. Okay, just make sure that you're getting yourself some time so that you are minimalizing the pressures that maybe you are putting yourself under. Um, and as I say, look, if you need to at the start of the week too, I put numbers that you need to call up on the Facebook page. So if you are sitting there going, you know, I do want to talk to somebody, how do I go about it? I've got a few numbers that I threw up there, cut and paste from somewhere. Go back, see them, call somebody. Maybe reach out, call a mate, say, hey, look, I'm having a rough time or hey can, you, can I just talk about something that sort of thing because it really does just come down to that communication and always remember if you think there is no answers well, let's just reach out and ask somebody because you might be surprised maybe there is okay you guys take care of yourself I will see you in a fortnight's time this has been another edition of Wednesday Night with Nigel I thank you so much for your company and your support go well 